Hello, guys. Welcome back to the Blockcast podcast. Today is episode 253. We have on uh, Jin Gonzalez with Oz Finance to talk about what they're doing in the realm of blockchain and providing um, zones for like regulation and for, you know, fostering innovation around the technology. We're going to let him explain it in more detail. But first off, Jin, welcome to the show. How you doing, man? Very good. Happy to be here. Happy to have you on. It's a pleasure. Before we dive into things and start, you know, explaining what Oz Finance is, let's talk about you for a second. Um, enlighten the audience a little bit on who you are and, you know, what you've done in the past. What's your background? Well, I started out as an entrepreneur. So I'm 20, 25 years an entrepreneur. I have six startups, two exits. My latest exit, I sold to a NASDAQ registered company. And um, after that, I was looking for something that would would be meaningful, at least in terms of what I would be doing. This was in around 2017. And uh, I decided to join one of the largest banks in the Philippines, um, heading their blockchain initiative. So I was the head of, uh, uh, or the director uh, of blockchain and, and digital assets uh, for around four and a half years. So in the bank, I headed the... Um, Stablecoin project, bond on the blockchain. We did, uh, I mean, we did a whole bunch of things there. Uh, acquired an exchange, uh, cross-border remittance, partnered with Consensus on that one, uh, among many, many other uh, technologies that we that we launched. Um, after that, I left, and then I set up my own exchange, uh, partnered with the Philippine government on um, Equizones. Uh, establishing the first residence-enabled token. And then we uh, ventured into um, wrapping every token to residency-enabled them. So what that means is uh, you by staking the token, you can avail of uh, privacy-protected, regulation-covered, tax-free um, living through a single-person corporation should you pass the KYC requirements. Uh, the goal there was really just how do you bridge the gap between... Um, the traditional space and the digital space. Got it. How did you manage to figure out how to start bridging that gap a bit and to begin forming zones like this? What was the initial inception of this like? Oh, uh, you see, the it, it first came about with the disillusionment. <laughs> you know, uh, what I saw at least in the in the crypto space was uh, a lot of it. A lot of the projects really were built to. Um, was built around tech. You know, it, it was either a copy of existing tech, uh, a slight improvement, right, or um, just a combination. Uh, it really didn't offer that much in terms of life-changing, um, life-changing benefits to the individual. I, I, I guess the question I got to ask you is, you know, when, when you got into blockchain, or anybody in the audience got into blockchain. What what was it that first came into their minds? Was it, you know, oh my God, I can be a billionaire out of this one, or a millionaire out of this one, or was it, you know, what does what freedoms does it give, right? And the freedom that the, it, it struck me that it could free me uh, from financial institutions and from overregulation. Uh, I, I felt like the world was moving into a certain form of dystopia, but. I, and I felt somewhat that blockchain could bring that forward. 
the, the unfortunate part is that to date, it doesn't seem like there's any existing technology that brings that forward, or at least any, any application on blockchain. I can't think of one that brings forward privacy protection, regulatory cover, and you know, tax-free, or at least reduces your tax exposure to some extent. Um, it, other than you know something that I can purchase and sell for a higher price on a later date with with some limited understanding of the technology, um, that that's about it. So the, we went forward to search for that, um, and one of the things that we also noticed was, or at least that I noticed, was regardless of the tech implementation that you have and how how you grow your 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 um, project. At the end of the day, the regulator can just come forward and squash you, squash you, <laughs> you know, um, either by making you illegal or um, taxing you to the hilt, which is in some ways also making it legal, um, or or um, restricting use of your service in one way, shape, or form. So uh, it it it, does, it just didn't make any sense to focus on building tech or something that would change lives without including the regulator. So at least when I was in the bank, what it did was it gave me the opportunity to be able to have, you know, discussions with the regulator. And it, it turns out that, you know, the perception that the public has towards regulators is, is a little off. <laughs> the, mm -hmm. their, their objective is not really to make our lives more difficult. Their, their, their goals and their mandates have the betterment of the people um, in, in front of them. I mean, think about it. Privacy protection, people are saying, I need absolute privacy. You don't need absolute privacy, um, but but for your privacy to be infringed upon, yes, that's not good, right? So it's it's okay to disclose certain information about you, but for that to be exploited for their benefit, not for yours, that's that's a little bit off. But there's some middle ground there, right? Um, and there, there are, there is regulation that does protect your privacy. You just need to be able to choose which regulator to fall under. The second one is regulatory cover, you know, or, or over-regulation, I guess you could say. Um, it's some people don't want to be regulated, but why? You know, you need to be regulated, or you need to fall under regulator in order to have some peace and order, in order to avoid abuse of the technology, um, and. What we want to do is we want to be able to work with the regulator in order to establish, you know, what what they bring, which is peace and order, right? So we're not against regulation. We're, we're against over-regulation to the point where innovation is stifled. Um, in terms of taxation, it's, it's okay to pay tax, you know, but there are regimes where you don't need to pay tax, but eventually you still have to. But there's, there are ways to choose the, the regime where, uh, or at least influence a tax structure where you directly benefit from it. So that, that's one of the objectives of Oz, and at least in how our tokenomics works and how we collaborate with these ecozones. Yeah, that is part of the challenge. Huh? And yeah, there are a lot of projects that haven't really you know solved this issue. And a lot of it is because they are based in first world countries and those are the most highly regulated areas. So even though you might have the most innovation happening there, that's where you also have the most pushback. But you're also starting to see those projects and startups start to move outside of those jurisdictions and look for places where it's easier to develop and grow. 
um, you know, it's probably part of why you guys are doing what you're doing with Oz Finance and, you know, offering them a, a haven and a place to go to be able to do this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, with Oz in mind, how are you guys tackling that issue? Well, first, you, you got to realize you don't need to physically locate in any of the zones that we're partnered mm -hmm. with. Okay. Um, and the first use case of um, the Oz token is, is quite simple, right? It, it it, it's so simple that all you got to do is you just got to purchase the token, stake it at a specific value, specifically in this case, it's $75,000 for residency and uh, $100,000 for residency plus a single person corporation under a tax-free environment set up under you. That way you can live through that single person corporation. Everything that your personal business has to do uh, is done through that that single person corporation. It can also be, you know, as a regular corporation with regular shareholders. But the idea there is that you live your life through the company, and by doing so, um, you you get to live a, a tax free life, just as your company, just as the company does, right? So all of your assets, all of your income, all of your expenses, uh, it's done through the company because you are basically the business. So think of it this way. Um, what was normally available before on a large scale uh, to, you know, for a million dollars or $10 million, depending on the zone that you choose. And mind you, there are around 5,400 echo zones around the world. Um, there are different benefits and different incentives are given by each. But, you know, it's very rare that you find a, a zone that is able to understand what digital assets are and is able to collaborate and it just so happens and in the Philippines, we're the second largest holder of EcoZones in the planet. Um, and the largest one is also the most progressive one uh, that we had uh, discussions with. So we collaborated with them on a on, with a larger vision on, on what EcoZones are and, and what they represent in the digital asset space. You know, and it, the way we saw it was it represents a staging ground and an entry point for new tech to come in and flourish before it goes mainstream and it can do it in a minimum regulated environment right um without having to seem like it's completely rogue gone rogue you know so what we did was we we had discussions with them on first is how do we bring the freedoms of blockchain forward and we identified these freedoms as Privacy protection, not not complete privacy, but privacy protection, regulatory cover, and uh, tax-free living. Right. So we we ended up with by we ended up establishing an exchange, and having staking your tokens in the exchange recognized as an investment. Um, and by doing so, uh, we we then um, issued a the, the first residency-enabled token. Um, and by getting it recognized as an investment uh, through staking, it then grants you the the ability to to receive a residency or residency in the Philippines without having to live in the Philippines. It also allows a, a single person corporation to be established under you uh, within sixty days should you pass KYC requirements. Um, and, and by doing so, you you essentially get to live your life through that corporation. So. Think of it this way. Um, 
you're as a human being you're really three people right you you're you brandon as a person and then you brandon as an asset holder and you brandon as an income earner the the problem is all three of that's in one person so when somebody goes after your assets um they're, they're essentially going after those latter two parts of you but if those latter two parts it is is now registered under a corporation that survives and lives in perpetuity and is registered under a tax-free regime, right? It gives you now asset protection. And because that corporation falls under a tax-free regime or under a specific regime under the Philippine constitution, it then allows you to live through that company uh, and at some point still pay taxes, but not, not excessive. Um, if you're an American, you do need to still pay tax, but it does offer legally reduction uh, in your tax exposure by a, by a certain extent, right? Um, there, there is this law called the guilty tax law. Leave it up to the IRS to name it that way, but um, it, it, it does require you to, to pay tax on foreign investment, right? So um, you still need to pay that, but it, it at least represents a 70% tax reduction to an 80% tax reduction regardless. So yeah, that's what the project brings forward. When you purchase a token, you stake it, you receive... Um, should you pass KYC, you receive uh, a, a residency visa um, and you also receive a single person corporation under a tax-free regime that allows you to live under a privacy protected regulation cover and uh, um, tax-free tax tax environment in a regulation light and uh, privacy protected environment. Got it. Um Take like the U.S., for example, they're not always the most friendly in terms of allowing their citizens to do banking overseas or uh, yeah. even to do business overseas sometimes. Sometimes there's a lot of hurdles involved with that. I've experienced them myself. Um, how do you guys work around the banking and lending type of issue? I'm, I'm sure most of it can be done through crypto and maybe DAOs and exchanges. But I mean, you know, if you had dollars and you wanted to invest in it. You, yeah, I imagine you can't really directly yeah. transfer but, dollars. Well, you can. Um, Philippines is mainstream, and uh, 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 crypto is quite accepted there. Just to give you some perspective, Philippines mm -hmm. is the largest holder of NFTs. They hold around. They're, they're also the largest percentage uh, on in MetaMask wallets, as well as um, the largest holder of um, of, of uh, wallets in general. You know, in the crypto space. So, yeah, I mean, in terms of play to earn, we're number one as well. Um, so crypto is very much accepted, uh, but it does fall under regulation uh, in terms of your, your ability to be able to shift from fiat to crypto, crypto to fiat. Yeah, it's you have what 24 channels in the Philippines to, at which you can do that. Uh, there's also a lot of peer to peer networks that you can uh, that you can legally do that through. Um, and, and there are bank friend, there, there are crypto friendly banks that exist, you know, um, now in, in terms of us, uh, avoiding us government, in fact, we're doing the complete opposite. We're, we're doing everything in complete disclosure, um, and within compliance and regulatory requirements, we do consult with us lawyers, with Philippine lawyers, with Philippine regulators, and we even provide, um, legal opinions of Philippine lawyers to foreign lawyers 
should they request the information uh, without them having to ask for the information ahead of time, right? So, uh, and, and, and that's always how we work. Um, so how do we work around it? We don't, we actually work with it. And um, the service has always been available. Uh, you, except in, in, in order for you to be able to do this, you'd have to be a large corporation establishing operations in the Philippines. The only thing we did was we, we shrunk it. Uh, what was normally available in terms of incentives to a large corporation, you, the individual, can now gain those same benefits uh, on a very small scale as, as a person. right? Um, and we made it extremely easy to access. You don't have to go through the normal process of research researching which of the 5,400 zones are most applicable for you. You don't need to, you know, it's, it's so simple. You just purchase the token, you take it and uh, submit your KYC. You, the, 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 the DAO takes care of submission to the government and um, facilitates the whole process, you know, so it makes it much easier um, for you to be able to avail of that life. If you wanted to live in these zones, could you? Like, is it set yeah. up in a way that, you know, makes sense? Actually, the, the better part about it is you don't have to. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, obviously. So most, mostly, most of them, you know, for, for you to have a golden visa, you'd have to live there for a specific period of time. So you're stuck, you're landlocked. But in this case, you're not. You, you, you can receive your visa. It's a nice, uh, think of it as like a nice bug out bag. You know, I mean, <laughs> mm -hmm. you can, you can uh, at any time, you can choose to live uh, in the Philippines should you want to, um, or you can live in the United States for as long as you want or any country that you're uh, a citizen of. Um, but as you're living wherever you want, you can transact uh, through your corporation for as long as as long as you live. What are some of the um, credit and lending options that someone could get domiciling their business in one of these zones? What are some of those opportunities? It's the same as any other business would. You know, that's that's the nice thing mm -hmm. about it. So your 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 company has a regular bank account, and it also has a crypto wallet that you can transact through. So um, you, you get to experience the best of, of both worlds um, and you get to do it in full view of your government. Um, I mean, they're, they're, the Philippines has treaties with, I think it's over a hundred um, countries, tax treaties with over a hundred countries. So, I mean, we're not doing this as, as a means to avoid paying taxes in any way. We still do at some point, you know, it's just that when you, when you set up your corporation and it's registered, you get essentially a five, seven-year tax break, and it's just a nominal five percent rate thereafter, right? Um, so it's 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 uh, it gives you that that ability to be able to operate um, in full disclosure. The the hard thing about crypto is that uh, you, you, most people think you should not, you know, hide everything from the government, uh, and it's within reason. There's a lot of fear involved with it, but there are means to be able to operate in full view um, and still receive the full benefit of the technology and what it has to bring, which is freedom. Yeah. At the end of the day, freedom is, you know, the biggest benefit, I think, with a lot of this freedom to innovate, freedom to, you know, live, freedom to, you know, grow a business the way you want to and, and, and fund it the way you want to. Is the Philippines the only place that you're looking to open these zones or do you yeah. want to explore other regions in the world that maybe have different kinds of benefits? Great question. Uh, we are in discussions with several other governments, actually a lot of other eco zones. 
uh, in order to include them in the network. Um, it's also in the tokenomics that it, it incentivizes participation by these other zones to come into the fold. Um, so, you know, we're not doing this um, just for the Philippines. Uh, Oz is, is not landlocked to the Philippines. It, it, its objective is to build a network to give the individual complete portability of residency and business operation. So the, 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 the vision that we have is that, you know, freedom is defined by my ability to be able to just back up my stuff, unstake my tokens and restake it in another zone, register there and operate out of that zone within 60 days. You know, um, that way I, I, I have the freedom to choose where I live. The freedom is not defined by where I am, where I was born or where I live. You know, opportunity mm -hmm. is not defined by where I was born or where I live. It's now defined by by choice. Right. And, and, mm -hmm. and it's our belief that, you know, blockchain is supposed to give that. And, and if we are going to operate in this industry, then we have to bring that forward, you know, in real form. Um, it's our belief that this token is really, this project does exactly that. Do you have to have a blockchain company or a digital asset company to take advantage of these zones? Or could you have another tech company? <laughs> that like different space. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's a good question, by the way, because people think you need to be in the crypto space and you have to be very familiar with, with digital assets. In fact, it's the complete opposite. 90% of the people who participate are people who don't know anything about crypto because they understand exactly what the project gives them and what the token gives them. I mean, I, I don't need to be, you don't need to be a genius to understand. All you got to do is purchase it, stake it, lock it in and um, submit your KYC and you receive those three, <laughs> you know, through a single person corporation that's set up under you and through, through a visa that you receive. Right. So, um, should you pass KYC requirements? So most of the participation on, on in our in our in our um, user base is from the non-crypto community. Um, in fact, crypto people, when they look at the project, it seems like they don't understand it that much. It's either they get it completely or they don't understand it, right? Mm -hmm. They don't understand it because they've been in the space long enough that the only thing that they look at is I gotta buy it at this price and I got a 10 X or hundred X at the end of the day, you know, is this going to give me hundred X return or not? You know, that's, that's really the question that they're all asking themselves, but the ones that are not in crypto, they're asking about what, what's the use of it? What does it really do in terms of my life? You know, wh what's the overall vision of it? They ask the questions actually that count. They're not tarnished by all this hype and all this pump and dumps that exist. You know what I mean? All, all these false promises of, you know, 10x, 100x, what your, your, your token value. It, it, it's not like we're not going to get there. We are, especially if you look at the way our tokenomics works. Yes, but that's not the focus of the project. The focus is, what does it bring forward? Is this something that that is relevant? You know, is it something that is at the core of what blockchain is? If you believe that this is exactly what it should be, then participate in the project, talk about it, you know, but if you're going to get into it to do a hundred X return, um, that's not the kind of profile that we're actually getting, you know, uh, at, at least at this point. I also saw that you guys have a DAO. Um, how does that fit into how this all works yeah. in terms of uh, facilitating the, the zones? Okay. So you have your Toto's token, mm -hmm. uh, which 
re which you receive residency and uh, tax-free operations for a single-person corporation in the, in, in the countries that is a member network, a, ne a network member. Um, the DAO is, is the way to think about it is the DAO functions just like the corporation that runs that particular uh, business, right? Which is, which is uh, getting a residency and business operation. Um, so the DAO is, is registered in the virtual space, but it's represented by a Swiss association, um, which runs and owns a holding company that is currently seeking FINMA and FINRA approval. Um, and it's through this association that the participants in the DAO get to receive the benefit of ownership of real assets, right, under the association. Now, the, the way those two works is, is exactly that. The business is actually in the tokens itself. It, it's a utility token. In the, the TOTOS tokens is a utility token which you stake for the purpose of receiving you know, privacy protected regulation covered tax-free living through a single person corporation. But how do you then allocate the funds that are received? That's done through the DAO. And the DAO deploys its capital um, to these zones, uh, investing in different projects and uh, providing credit um, to, to those that would like to avail of it uh, um, through the association. Right. Um, it also avails of your regular standard um, banking services through the through 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 the association and through the holding company. Got it. Well, I love what you guys are doing. Um, how can someone get set up and do this if they want to take advantage of it today? Yeah, it's it's quite simple. You just go to um, wallet.oz.finance. You, you you just register, or just go to oz.finance and you just register. Um, it's for a wallet, and then uh, if you'd like to be able to purchase tokens, you can purchase it there um, and stake it. If you'd like to be able to receive, uh, a, if you want to be able to receive a visa conditional upon you passing KYC requirements, um, just take seventy five thousand dollars worth, uh, mark the market at that point, and if you if you uh, want to be able to receive the visa plus. Uh, a corporation which you can operate through, that's $100,000 at stake. Uh, the process is any, it, it can last up to around 60 days, 30, 60 days to complete, as long as you're complete, you're, you're, you have all of the paperwork requirements in place. It's not that where, hard. You're assigned, an in, you're assigned an account manager that will take you through it. Where can people go to learn more about this? Is the website the best place to go or do you have a community oh, yeah. where people can get some help? Uh, the website's all there. You can also join our, our Telegram group. Um, you, you can ask questions there. They're answered immediately. Uh, you can you can access Telegram through our website as well. Perfect. Uh, where is Oz Finance on social media? Where can people find it? Twitter? Um, where yep. else? We're everywhere. <laughs> We're on Twitter. Uh, we have our own YouTube page. We have um, um, Facebook. We have, yeah. Uh, Discord, it's it's pretty much there everywhere. You'll see the links on our website, oz.finance. What about yourself? Are you online? Can people find you? Oh yeah, yeah. Actually, if you go to the uh, to the um, Telegram, um, my name's there, <laughs> so you can just access me at any time. 
um better best to just direct message me and and i'll be able to answer any of the questions you might have um you know i'm in the states right now i'll be in the philippines around next week uh i do work through two time zones so i'm always available perfect guys go check out oz finance go check out jen make sure to like and subscribe to the video below uh jen really appreciate your time today it's been fantastic really love this idea um, with these zones and how they, you know, how your guys' vision, I think, is going to play out for this and help with innovation, especially in this space. So, thank you for taking the time. Thank really you. do appreciate it. Likewise, thank you. All right, talk soon. Stay safe. Have a good day, man. Ciao. Bye bye.